podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Devin Bailey here, former West Virginia Mountaineer, and you're tuned in with Raspy Voice Kid. You're back with the Raspy Voice Kids. It's Brandon. Pop, 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 pop. It's Brandon Phoenix. I also hate Pitt, and you just heard. JN Fiend Phoenix, I'm here in the building as well. And we are doing pop culture, Jeremy. Tell them. Pop, 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 pop. Pop culture. Today's pop culture is a question. Is beauty a blessing or is it a curse? Well, possibly, just maybe, it could be both. What do you think, Jeremy? The blessings and the maledictions got me singing my song. Blessings and maledictions, that's what it is. Um, Beauty is definitely a blessing. Say what you want. People try to overlook it. You get things easier than most people. You get the benefit of the doubt a lot more often. Jobs, everything else that you apply for, um, a lot of times, if you're a beautiful person, it goes easier. It's a little easier. Say what you want. Front if you want to. I'm keeping it real because uh, I'm a beautiful person. Uh, I know. <laughs> um, it comes a lot easier. There's a lot of things in life that just are a lot easier. But then in the, in the same exact breath, there's maledictions. The same reason why people love you, same re- reason why people are interested, are the same reason why people are crazy, stalkers, uh, show up out of nowhere, won't leave you alone, um, always in your face, won't give you your space. So so it's I th- like I said, it's a blessing and a malediction. There's sometimes it can work out to your benefit, but sometimes equally as much, it can be annoying and frustrating. And, and the thing is, too, how many girls or guys or girls do you know that are attractive people, very attractive pe- people? And one of the hardest things for them is to figure out who's really about them and their personality and who they are outside of just their beauty. Because you like when people appreciate um, that you look good, you know, that, that you fly and whatnot. But when you're looking for something um, more deeper, when you're looking for something deeper, Sometimes that's harder to get because people only see what's on the outside. I think it's an interesting proposition. But if you look at statistically, all the stats say that people with qualities that are considered by Western culture to be more attractive, like facial symmetry, um, clear skin, straight teeth, eyes aligned, all those kinds of things, even something as subjective as height. The taller a person is, typically the further they go in a company. So while you can talk about it with relationships or just person to person or romantically, there's more to it than that. It makes an impact in school. It makes an impact on jobs. Um, it makes an impact even Colin Cowherd has uh, the idea that these quarterbacks, that so many quarterbacks are good looking because the best looking kid in the neighborhood got to play quarterback. You know, you know and, and that's probably true because everybody always wanted me to play quarterback. I knew you were going to say that. I was, <laughs> as soon as I said it, I, I was waiting for you to say that. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm just saying no but it is it's funny it's funny um because the stuff you're talking about being a curse is just annoyance but hold up you say it's annoyance but like if you're all right so we're talking about relationships here if you're looking for somebody and you're trying to figure out who is really into you dudes are dogs let's be for real girls are dogs too but dudes are dogs too so it's it's hard. It takes a while to figure out. Okay, 
are they really into you or are they just into you? Do your you know looks? one of the best? And so, I mean, like, honestly, like when I'm dealing with this, this is just so tough for me to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, I mean, sometimes you know one it's of the best piece of, piece of advice Francesca ever gave me? No. What is it? Don't marry a girl just because you take pretty pictures. That's that's very basic. It is basic. But it's powerful in the same spot. It was spot, powerful because people get caught up in the appearance of things. I get caught It's up. like people who buy cars, flashy cars, that are unreliable. You know what I mean? So people get in relationships with people that they're attracted to, even if there is no substance. People might hire the guy and the who thing is, like, And the thing is, you have those butterflies. So the infatuation sits in first, and you have those butterflies, and you love being with them. You love showing them off. So sometimes you may not even recognize there's no depth till till you're already attached. Yeah, I mean, I even think about going like think about sports. I don't think Will Greer is as popular at WVU, especially putting together the records that his teams put together and having no bowl appearances, no championships. If he and his wife and his daughter are not attractive as a family. Now, I'm not saying he's not attractive. I think, but I, I'm not telling you he wasn't great. I'm not telling you he didn't have a good personality. I'm not saying he didn't do a lot. But I think a lot goes into the beautiful flowing hair I, and the I, perfect beard. I agree 100%. But I will also say, as devil's advocate, Clint Trickett was a good-looking kid. But, yeah. he, but he didn't have the talent Will Greer had. He also didn't play as many games, I That's don't true. Believe. That's true. And, and by the way, I'm agreeing with what you're saying, but I'm just saying Scott this. Scott Howard's not a nice-looking guy. I, I, but I really do think that... Being good looking plays a difference. Tim Tebow, the hype with Tim Tebow. I don't think if Tim Tebow's an unattractive person, he gets the same kind of hype. Brady Quinn. And now the, the thing that helped him also is that he's at, he was at Notre Dame. He was at Notre Dame. And he was, you know, super in shape. But I feel like Brady Quinn, uh, uh, Matt Liner, uh, these, all these dudes. I mean, Mark Sanchez. Big, big time schools, which also helped, but also being good they looking. They look the part. They yeah. look like what you're looking for. And I think the same thing happens when somebody goes in for job interviews. You get stuck. But what happens, too, is that people don't think you have anything more to offer when you're attractive sometimes. I think it happens to women more than it happens to men. Ladies, tell us, are, are we telling the truth? Does it happen to you? Where people think that you don't have anything more to offer as a woman other than, being, attra- other than being attractive? Like, does that happen to you on the job? Does that happen to you I'm in sure your family? It does. And I'm sure it does. And, th- and that's the reason why they have to be more assertive at, at times. Not saying this right. I'm just saying because it's a man's world. Because it's a man's world, it's like if you're attractive, you have to prove that you can do what a man can do two times as hard. You know what I mean? Twice You work twice as hard for half the credit. Amen. So, uh, but I, but I'll be honest with you. If I had to choose one or the other, I'm gonna take my chances, and I would accept being beautiful. Oh, you're beautiful, no question. But that's just me. No, no, I do the same thing with money. People are like, money can't buy happiness. Well, neither, neither can being broke. Okay, that don't buy nothing. Yeah, yeah. So I I'll take my. Chances. I didn't see the other side. I'm gonna take my chances. <laughs> I'm gonna take my chances. Fame, money, all that kind of stuff. Like I'll take my chances. Uh, set him up. Set him up, play. Let's play. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what we have to say about beauty. What do you say? Is beauty a blessing? Is it a curse? What's it been in your life? What have you observed? Let us know. You can leave us anchor messages now. Some of you guys do that. Sometimes we put them on the show. Some of you guys don't. If you listen Look. on anchor, go ahead and leave us a voice message. We can attach it to the show right then and there. You can also send us a text if you have our phone number. You can tweet at us. You can DM us. 
You can rate, review, and subscribe. Please do that on whatever platform you're listening on. Uh, and what else, Jay? No, uh, yes, there's all that stuff too. I was just thinking for you, all right, me and you. Yeah. We'll make this quick. But the truth is, if a girl is beautiful, she does give get more of an opportunity. Meaning, I remember I was talking to this girl back in the day. When you I mean, I, she gets more of a pass. I was talking to this girl back in the day, and she was cute. I'm gonna be for real, like um, curvy, just cute, very cute. I wasn't feeling her. Like I wasn't feeling you her. Curvy? What do you mean? Because people take curvy a different way. Trying to get to you. No, she um, built like an hourglass, or she was she, she was built like an hourglass, and she just um, nice posterior. Um, yeah, no, she was she was curvy. So anyway, the point is. I wasn't really feeling curvy. People think of plus size when people say curvy. If that's what they want to think about, that's what they want to think about. I'm just saying she she was a oh, okay okay. I got I got what you're saying. Cute girl. Um, she she was small, but she was curvy. She was um, she just you know she was she she was well built, well built, very well built. And uh, I wasn't really feeling her. Real talk, like we were talking, you know, get that late night in a little bit, and uh, I just wasn't feeling her. But the truth is, because she was as fly as she was, I was willing. To give her more of an opportunity. I kept trying to find something trying in her personality. To find, which didn't come. But it's like, no, no, let's just give her another chance. Well, I mean, she's got a lot of No, and you think about the same thing. Same thing happened with our brother Mike. Our brother Mike was a great guy a lot, on a lot of levels, but he was immature when he was young. But he would get girls that were way out of his league personality-wise because he was really good looking. Yeah. Muscular, perfect smile, great hair. It's just a charisma too, man. And well, he had charisma too, so it goes both ways. And girls liked him even when they knew that they probably shouldn't. Oh, my goodness, Brandon. If I could tell you, like, I ain't trying to make this about Mike, but there's so many people that I know who are like, oh, no, I need a man who guys this, this, and that. Like, these are professional women, professional women, big, multiple. I need this. Big I women? need that. Huh? Big, multiple? I mean, uh, professionally big. Okay, yeah. Good money, like they're about something. Oh no, I need if when I start talking to the guy, I need this. And the next thing you know, they're talking to Mike. And I'm like, <laughs> I, first of all, I was gonna say liar. Then I thought, I am Zorro. Everybody lying. Yeah, yeah, you ain't nothing but lying. But that's what I beauty gets. Zorro, li- the line from the movie where they all say that they're Zorro. Yes, and they're clearly all lying. When they're actually not. Zorro. Thank you, thank you. I'm sorry. I just throw stuff out there. But no, beauty, beauty does have a big impact, and, and beauty, like I said, the blessings and the maledictions. There's great stuff that comes with it, but there's also uh, negatives that come with it. But let us know how you feel. Let let us know what you experienced. We we, uh, we want to hear. Raspy voice. Hey, this is Brandon from the Raspy Voice Kids. We are now teamed up with SeatGeek. SeatGeek, the place to go and get your tickets for any live event that you want to be a part of, especially if you're a sports fan, use code RASPYVOICE, R-A-S-P-Y-V-O-I-C-E, and you get $20 off your first purchase, code RASPYVOICE at SeatGeek. Download the app, get to saving now. You want the dopest gear out? You want to look fresh while rocking the Mountaineer brands? The best thing to do is go to bookexchangewv.com. That's where you get the flyest apparel. The Book Exchange is going to hook you up for listening to the RVK. Use code R-A-S-P-Y-V-O-I-C-E, Raspy Voice. Code Raspy Voice when you go to bookexchangewv.com to get the flyest Mountaineer gear and souvenirs. Big shout to Shrinkables. Shrinkables. 
supporting the RVK partnership since day one. Hey guys, Jordan here. Just want to let you know that we had a bit of an issue with the Iowa State Review segment, so we have to skip that completely and go straight into why we hate Oklahoma. Hope you enjoy. It's time for Why We Hate. This week on the plate is Why We Hate Oklahoma University. Jeremy, I'm telling you right now, this is Brandon Phoenix. I also hate Pitt, and this week I also hate Oklahoma. Jeremy J.N. Fiend is on the mic with me. Boom. 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 And I hate Oklahoma, too. J.N. Fiend in the I hate Oklahoma because they average 27.2 yards per carry. Whoa! No. I, I hate Oklahoma because they average thirty-one point six yards per pass. No, keep, keep keep it going. I hate Oklahoma because their defense is giving up negative six yards every time the other team touches the ball. I'm tired of Oklahoma because they are a lethal juggernaut that will not stop. You know how they say stuff like, "Yeah, y'all hate us because y'all ain't us." In this case, it's true. I'm tired of you, OU. You know I'm tired of Oklahoma. Oh, Lincoln Riley. Oh, I just make everybody a Heisman. Who, three Heismans in a row. When you get to four Heismans in a row, let me know. Yeah. Sucker. Two in a row, they ain't nothing. Yeah. You say, I'm sitting here. You, you won a few conference championships. You probably feel good about yourself. What, you won like six or seven in a row? Yeah. yeah ooh. Some, some crazy. Ooh, okay. Big deal. How many national championships you win after that? Yeah. You know another reason why I hate Oklahoma? They pop off. They think they're bad. Uh... You know, Boomer, Suda, and then they win conference championships, and we supposed to be scared of you? No, yeah, we ain't beat what? you in eight years. Of course we ain't beat you in eight years, because we haven't won to beat you in eight years. Yeah, when we want to beat you, we will. Right now, we're playing coy. I mean, what quarterbacks do you have in the NFL? Kyler Murray? Baker Mayfield? First all, first of all. <laughs> no, no, no. Back to the hate. Stop laughing. Back to the hate. It's so good. It's Back so to the hate. good. Back to the hate. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. You think you're so great just because the Cowboys want your coach? Well, guess what? We want our coach and we want him to stay right in Morgantown. There's nobody after him right now. He's Neil Brown. He belongs in Morgantown. You so better recognize. You better recognize. And there won't be any Thanksgiving dinners, not even jokes about ones like there was with Dana, because this is a new era. Dude, and second of all, you guys beat Texas by seven points. Ooh. Ooh you beat your rival. Hey, the rival Texas beat you last year, and then this year you win by seven points? You barely Tom win. Murphy. And don't say they're highly ranked. They're, Texas is so overrated. It's not even funny. Ellinger, overrated. Wait, what are we doing now? I'm saying that Oklahoma feels good. The reason why I hate them is because they feel so good about beating this Texas team that's not even good. Yeah, but this is not on. I hate Texas too, but let's focus on Oklahoma. No, I'm I'm throwing them both in there. Throwing them both in there. You know what else I hate? I hate that you have a, a linebacker, Kenneth Murray, on your team that belongs in Morgantown. Yep. I hate that you have a quarterback who's going to win the Heisman this year for the third year in a row for you and guys. And who names a receiver CD? I'm tired of CD. I'm tired of the lamb. Okay? I'm tired of him not being able to be tackled. 
I'm tired of him winning. I am tired of you guys get, having players who win Bolitnikovs. Well, you, well, you, 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 you think it bad because you're 33 point favorite. <laughs> 33 and a half. 33 and a half. Get to 40. Come talk to me, okay? I will say one true thing. Did you know that Oklahoma has only covered once, I think, in the last 10 years after the Texas game? No, I didn't. I think you said that to me, actually. But It's going to be twice. But <laughs> I, I hate Oklahoma. I hate Oklahoma. I don't actually hate Oklahoma. I just hate losing to Oklahoma. I'm so tired of losing to you guys. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I'm, I hate Brian Bosworth, okay? Bo Jackson gave you what you deserved. Remember that? How about yep. that? Okay. Uh, Barry Switzer ain't coming back. Yeah. But Bob Stoops ain't coming back. He's in the XFL. How about that? How do you feel about that? Oh, huh? got a coach in the XFL. He, Think about it. One of your legendary coaches goes to the XFL? Yeah, and Landry Jones is there with him. Goodness. Gracious. He also just quit as a program. Yeah, just, <laughs> just quit. What else is there to accomplish? Well, that's it. No. we Baker Mayfield tried to plant a flag in AstroTurf. Never forget. Yeah. Man, I, I really do hate Baker Mayfield. I, uh, no, I actually oh, do hate Baker I, Mayfield. Oh, my God. Goodness, I hate. I hate Baker Mayfield. I do hate Baker Mayfield, and I'm enjoying so much. In Oklahoma, getting Alabama leftovers. Jalen Hurts leftovers. Couldn't start Alabama. (laughs) Has to go. (laughs) (laughs) Oklahoma. Nobody would want that. I do hate your stupid fight song. You play it too much, and I am so irritated. Saturday already. Just imagining how many times we're going to hear it. So get ready. Get ready. For Saturday, when Morgantown and these Mountaineers invade Norman. Rest me, boys! The Rest Me Boys Kids are brought to you by Swill Dog Hard Cider, the finest hard cider in all of the world, made right there in Franklin, West Virginia. They are encouraging you to get Swill. Responsibly, of course. We also want to give a big shout, a big thank you to our partner and sponsor, Astorp Auto of Charleston. The man with the plan is Mr. Jamie Spears. When you want to ride in elegance, luxury, and style, they're the ones to see. They'll treat you right, and you'll be driving better. Make sure you tell them that the RVK sent you. We love our man, Jim Ashley, the quintessential businessman and international world traveler, Jim Ashley. We thank you for being a sponsor and partner with the show. We love having you on. Can't wait till you're here again. This is Brandon Phoenix joining Jeremy J and Fiend Phoenix. We are the Raspy Voice Kids. This is another Golden Blue interview. We are here with the first team All Big 12, first team All American, third round draft pick, Mr. 305, the pride of Miramar, Florida, Stedman, Steady B. Bailey. Stedman, how are you today, sir? Uh, I'm great, man. I'm great. I really love the energy that you got, you know, introducing the show and introducing myself. So, uh, I just wanted to keep that energy rocking, but I'm doing great. Thanks for having We know you got that positive energy brand, man. We're just trying to be like you. We're trying to get like Steady B. Yeah, man. I feel like everybody should have, well, I feel like everybody should be trying to, you know, have a positive uh, way of living. So, you know, I would love for everybody to be trying to live that way. Now, I got to be honest. You did so many things at West Virginia. The one thing you did not do was win the Bolitnikoff Award. Has there ever been a man more slighted as a Bolitnikoff finalist than you yourself? Uh, well, you know, 
not that I, not that I can't remember. I honestly didn't keep up much with the guys that won the Belitnikov in the past before I actually was up for the award. Um, so, you know, I can't really think back to another person who may have been snubbed of the award outside of myself. But, uh, I mean, I know just like the whole Mountain Nation feel, I was definitely snubbed, man, to, to have the stats that I put up that year and to not walk away with that trophy was insane. Robbery, highway robbery, without question. And David Sills followed in your footsteps. He got robbed as well. Yeah. Now, you should have won it that year, man. You, you were bowling out. That's my favorite thing. I watch you. I always said you were like Sansonia Holmes, man. Like, you're faster than what people knew, ran great routes, and you had golden hands. I feel like that was an accurate analogy compared to somebody like Sansonia Holmes. Um, but I think about all the big games you had, and for me, we were in stadium for the LSU game, man. You ever felt Morgantown rocking like that, like like the LSU game? Um. Uh. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's always going to be games, you know, like the LSU games that will really get the crown and, and the whole Mountaineer Nation uh, extremely hyped up to, you know, just be a part of that game. But, of course, a, a LSU kind of team, um, SEC team that's coming into our house, you know, and we were the underdogs that year, so that usually always gets everybody up out their beds and riled up, ready to go. Um, so, that that night was was extremely electric, and um, I've experienced um, quite a few games where the, the atmosphere was full of electricity. So, uh, what game know, compares to that? Out in their way. Yeah, my bad. What what game uh, compares to that? Well, I can say the the very last uh, backyard brawl that we had was one that was crazy. Uh, I think that that year, my last year, also when we played Oklahoma. That was a really big game, too, where, you know, everything just was um, off the chain, to say the least. And Tavon went crazy. He went crazy. You know, what I love, though, is watching Steady B play against his LSU defensive backs. I'm sorry to keep going back to it, but what was it uh, Patrick yeah. Peterson? He was there. You got the Honey Badger. No, nah, it, and- um, it was it was Morris Claiborne. That's right. Uh, it was Claiborne. Actually, he went first round to the Cowboys pick or something that, that year. Yeah. And you were roasting them. Yeah. That, that's a thing. Like the competitiveness you're lined across, you're lined up across these guys who are great athletes. Here's the thing. That's the reason why I bring up LSU is because anytime you play people who are at the height of the game, it just makes it, you know, I don't know, more uh, competitive. Like you gotta, you gotta show who you are. I love watching that game because dude, you were toasting them. And like I said, I don't feel like you were blazing speed. You just had this competitiveness. Um, man, I wish we could have won that game. The Honey Badger made a great play at the end of the game, but, man, it was just such a blessing yeah. to watch you and Gino and Tavon just wearing the old golden blue, man. Oh, yeah, man. Well, you know, I definitely appreciate, you know, just those words that you saying, how much you appreciate us wearing the golden blue. But um, <clears throat> just as players, man, we were just doing what we, what we signed up to do, man, and that's, you know, win games, compete, and uh, just give our best effort. So, as far as that go, I mean, I kind of remember vividly that night as we were warming up, getting ready for the game to begin. Uh, the receivers in specific, we were on one side of the field doing our warm-ups, and I remember looking over to the sideline at LSU's defensive back crew, and instead of warming up, those guys were just posted up, mugging us like, you know, oh, we don't even have to warm up for you guys. 
And we really took that as like, oh, these guys are disrespectful over here. Yeah. So that just, guys like myself, uh, Tavon, you know, such an incredible athlete, that just kind of made us want to go harder. Like, these guys don't have no respect for us. So we'll show them. I mean, you know, we we don't win the game. uh, At least they'll know that I don't play no game. Right. You know, respect. I, I, you know, I just wanted to really earn my respect that game, and then also just knowing how much height um, that defensive backs have, like they they consider themselves DBU. I just said to myself that I know if I could make some plays, and uh, especially against a guy like Mo Claiborne, who was already projected to be a first round pick, guys like Tyran Matthew, and, and so forth, so on. Uh, I knew that it'll do good for myself as well. You know, by just letting the whole nation yeah. know that. You know, I play ball. I play good ball. No, nah, man. No question. We watch you ball out. Are you a talker? You talk. You, I mean, you start chirping with them defensive backs, letting them know who you is? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We talk. Absolutely. <laughs> <clears throat> Love it, man. It was one one play that you, that you guys, you may or may not remember, uh, where me and the Claiborne guy, we actually, it's on YouTube. It's called Stedman Bailey Smacks. <laughs> Mo Claiborne, but I remember vividly like uh, the man Google's himself. It was a run, yeah. It was a run play, and um, each each play pretty much they, their DBs wanted to line up and play press to the point that they're so close they got to check with the referees to make sure they're not offside. So I just looked at it again, like you're you're constantly challenging me. So with it being a run play, I just you know took that play to just really jump on them. And I remember firing out the ball and, you know, just hitting square in the helmet. And, you know, we were battling, battling. And I really got up under his skin to where he kind of slapped me out of the play. And then they, the, the ref flagged him for uh personal foul. And uh, he had to come out for a play or so. And, you know, I just wanted to take that, that moment to let him know that it's, it's going to be a long game. Just in case he That's thought right. he was coming to Morgantown for some sweet matchup. No. That's not the case. Now, speaking of coming to Morgantown, <laughs> how'd you get from Miramar? To, how'd you go from 305 to 304? Um, well, honestly, man, I had a bunch of offers coming out of high school. Um, and it, it was something about Morgantown when I got a chance to come up down my visit along with Geno Smith that just, it just really stuck with me. Um, for one, it was extremely cold. And that's something that I didn't like at first, but, uh, coming out of high school, man, I just really wanted to get away from Florida, get away from the environment that I've been in, you know, my whole life, and just really get a chance to branch out from my mom's up under her roof and, and you know, just kind of find myself and have a great college experience. And I felt like, you know, Morgantown, West Virginia would give me that, that best experience. And uh, I wouldn't. If I could do it over again, I, I would still be coming right to Morgantown to um, – Pursue my college education and then football career. Did you uh, be for real? Did you follow Gino? Did Gino follow you, or was it like a team? Like, yo, we we gonna go over here and take over the world? It it, it really was like a team thing. Uh, Gino had a lot more bigger offers than I did uh, all through like the SEC. I think Gino probably could have went anywhere he wanted to within the country, but um, you know, we just. I actually was, before I got to Miramar, I was at another school down here in Miami, and um, it was a school that I wanted to run the ball, 
more so than past. And I was a sixth grader at the time, and I, you know, starting out on the varsity team at wide receiver, did some pretty good things to be on a team that's ninety percent run. You know, anytime the ball came my way, I made some things happen. But uh, just uh, you know, get um find myself a better opportunity. I saw that Gino was at Miramar already, um, doing some good things as a quarterback within my same class, class of 2009, and it, it made me say, like, hey, I think if I go get with Gino over here at Miramar, then I could probably take my game to the next level just having a quarterback who can accurately get me the ball and let me make some plays, and that is exactly what happened. And uh, outside of the game of football, me and Gino, uh, we've been good friends since middle school, so... Um, I mean, our, our friendship goes all the way to back then. And, uh, you know, we also attended church together. So our families are very well connected as well. Like my mom knows his mom, grandma knows grandma. We all hang out. So uh, we just figured, you know, we're we going to go to Morgantown and we're going to do some God's work. And we did. <laughs> and then you end up at the Rams in the third <laughs> round. You're balling. Right. What was how did that go? Right, how was right. the tra- how was the transition from Morgantown to St. Louis? Another cool transition, man. St. Louis, uh I have nothing bad to say about the city. Um, you know, just kind of growing up, I always thought about St. Louis and thought about rappers like uh Nelly and, and the St. Lunatics and Chingy, if you guys are familiar with those those, those artists um right there. If you yeah, were my baby, <laughs> <laughs> they don't really make music anymore, but um, I mean that's something that kind of attracted me to want to go there and, and just be happy about uh, the opportunity to go to St. Louis and start my NFL career. And then, no, I, I do want to know, man, the great play they showed it ever, oh. all over the place, the punt return uh, from Tavon. Tavon, like, you know, did the fake, like he was catching it. You catch it over your shoulder. We know you have golden hands. We knew you was going to catch that ball. And then you return it for the touchdown. Yeah. That play was so dope. Oh, that, 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 How did that come that about? That play was special, man. Well, the, the um, special teams coordinator, man, his name is John Fossil. And uh, very, very fun guy, man. Just uh, a very gutsy guy, too, um, that – it's gutsy enough to call one of those kind of plays, you know. Um, and I remember just with me being on the special teams unit, uh, I was a guy that's supposed to guard the gunner, the guy that's running down trying to go get Savon. And um, just one day in film, in a film session, he showed us a play where Devin Hester, when he was a part of Chicago's um, football team, they ran the exact same play. And being that Devin Hester is so – Dangerous. I mean, he's a guy that, you know, you definitely want to have all 22 eyes of the 11 men that's running down the field. You want to have all those eyes on him. Uh, same thing with Tavon, so, such a dangerous person. So, Coach Foster showed us this play where they did exactly that. Devin Hester ran to one side of the field as if the ball was coming. And the guy who played the same position I was playing did the exact same thing, except he didn't catch it. The ball just kind of fell on like the 10 and he just picked it up and ran in a straight line down the sideline for a score. However, theirs didn't count because uh, somebody on the field uh, committed a holding penalty. So we got called back, but 
nevertheless, very brilliant plays that worked out really well. And, uh, you know, Coach Fox looked at me and Trayvon and said, uh, they, they, they could do this. So he, I remember him asking me, have I ever caught a punt before? And I was like, nah, you know, while we was in college, I used to let Trayvon do all the punt, the, the punt catches and stuff like that. So that was the very first punt I ever caught in my life to go for a touchdown. So, you know, that was really cool. No, absolutely, man. We watched it and we, and we celebrated. Hey, real talk, real quick. I need a quick answer from you. You got to take one return, man. Are you taking Devin Hester or Ted Ginn Jr.? Oh, man, I'm, I'm Devin Hester. Um, and that's mainly because I'm, I'm from Miami. So oh, I, I got a chance to see you win within those early 2000s when they was like one of the best teams ever assembled in. That that Devin Hester guy, I mean, when I used to watch them play, I used to think that they were the pros and that I probably would never be good enough to make it to where they were. Oh, I feel you. By the way, like, they were in my eyes. By the way, Brandon was looking at me stupid the whole time. Like, why would you ask that question about Devin Hester? I'm telling you, Ted Gibb was a bad boy, though, man. He was in quick. College, was. Know, that boy, that man's a bad boy. He was but fast, but, I mean, I Devin mean, Hester has all the records. You would be. Right, right, and that, I mean, hey, how can you compete with a guy who got all the records, but, I mean, he just was something special, man, just like Tavon was, I mean, just a guy that could make you miss in the phone booth, and once he's off to the races, you know, you might as well just call it a touchdown, so. I know this is about, my bad, my bad, I I, I know this is about you, but can I ask you a question? It is a real question. We saw Tavon with the Rams, and I'm watching him with the Cowboys, and there's some I just I don't feel like they they're using him the way he could be used and, and really be able to break the game open um, the way you know they could use him. What's what's going on? Why are these teams not using him the way like we as Mountaineer fans we look like? Yo, get him the ball. Yeah, I I, I totally understand and, and I agree with you, man. But I kind of feel like at this point, I mean, Tavon right now is in year seven and. He's always been known to be a guy that's going to come around and, you know, maybe get one of those jet sweep motion kind of plays and, you know, be one of those guys that can take that play and make something out of nothing, uh, basically. But uh, I feel like that's kind of the only way certain teams try to use him by doing those little jet sweeps and stuff. And I feel like, you know, like I say, that's something he's been doing since college. And people know that. So now it's like, uh, see – you know, he come he comes in motions doing those jet sweeps and it's more so like just to be a decoy, you know, to, to get the defensive end to jump out there, get the corners attention, you know, whatever it may be. But uh I don't know, man. I you know, I hate to see it because I know how much potential he has and, and stuff, yeah. you know, but uh <clears throat> you know, well, certain situations, man, you just gotta be put in the in, in the right situation and I feel like, you know, that's all it takes for you to really have some success, man. You get in the right situation where the coach really believes in you and you get the, the touches that you deserve and, and you can excel. Well, speaking of um, – you you were talking about basically just being in the right situation. You got caught in the wrong yeah. situation, wrong place, wrong time, possibly mistaken identity. All right, all right. You almost lost your life, but you battled back. How were you able to battle back yeah. from the gunshots? Uh, God, man, I owe it all to God. He, you know, spared my life and gave me a second chance. And, you know, uh, that was one of the 
well, I won't say the very first moment, but one of the most important moments of my life that I really was able to feel how, how real God is, um, you know, just going through such a tragic incident like that, uh, I was able to really find within myself how strong I am as an individual. And, uh, you know, just I remember the doctors telling me, man, when that incident happened to me, I'm in the hospital, and uh, they were trying to take my fat, get my body fat or something, and they couldn't find any. You know, I was in such good shape. And they, you know, telling my wife, like, man, your husband's in great shape. We can't get his body fat and stuff. So, but they said that uh, just the fact that I was in such great shape, you know, it helped my body just kind of deal with that uh, that trauma. So that was a big part of why I was able to kind of stay intact. And, uh, you know, it's something not a lot of people know, but when that, when those gunshots happened, like, I, I never felt any pain. So I can't even tell you guys what that felt like. Yeah, I, I read that. I was able to you... stay coherent. Yeah, I was able to stay coherent and, uh, you know, make it to the hospital and, you know, even get out and walk into there myself. So, I mean, that to me is kind of unheard of. In most cases, you know, you hear about somebody being shot in the head, you think instantly, like, you got to be a, a tragic, um, lethal, le- lethal um, kind of deal. So, uh, like I say, man, just being able to make it through that and not feel no pain and then, you know, just even from a recovery standpoint, just be able to bounce back the way I did, um, doctors, a whole bunch of people were, were super amazed because I was able to be back on the field within like eh, five months. I was back running sprints. I was running my routes. I was sharp. I remember getting back around the rounds and Tavon and, and, the, and the gang and, you know, them themselves were just kind of blown away. Like, man, just six months ago, you know, you was in the hospital fighting for your life and you had a, a incident happen to you that, Based off what the doctors say, all my motor skills should be damaged. Like, I shouldn't be able to run. I shouldn't be able to talk. Uh, you know, a whole bunch of negative reports that they were saying. And, it, you know, it, it's some things that they said will probably hold true just based off where the, the uh, where, well, well, basically where I got shot in the head at, man, the part of my brain that suffered the most. Um, the, the most pressure, so to say. Uh, yeah, the most trauma was, was is the frontal lobe of my brain, and that that part of the brain is responsible for all the things basically that we do. You know, just the response time, um, just being able to listen and comprehend what somebody is saying. You know, all, all those little things. So, um, you know, to to come from hearing the doctor say, yeah, we may have to teach you how to walk again, and then within the next five months, I'm back on the field as if nothing ever happened to me. Um, that's, you know, a, a, just a true testament of how powerful God is, man. And, you know, I feel like I really got uh, a divine purpose on earth, and if I did not, I don't think I'd still be living. So, you know, I just, each and every day, and I'm able to, uh, live life you know i'm extremely grateful well you certainly have provided inspiration to thousands and thousands of people if not more um with not only the fact that you live but that you're thriving and like you said you've got positive energy you started a brand we know you started a brand with positive energy 
you're promoting and espousing yeah. the benefits of CBD, which is a big thing for a lot of football players right now who are dealing with traumatic, traumatic brain injury, as well as other stressful things and painful things. Um, you were able to get back to a position where you're, you were so in shape, you ran a four four three at a pro day. Do, right, you be- right. do you believe that you're still in line to make it back to the league, to the NFL? You know what, bro? I'm, I'm glad you asked that just so I could kind of clear the air. But I'm, I'm actually just done with football right now. Uh, I gave it a shot. Like, I, I went back to the pro day, and I did um, West Virginia's pro day 2017. And uh, everybody was blown away by just seeing, you know, me be just who, exactly who I am. Steady B, steady hands. Speed was good. It was actually faster than when I ran at the combine and, and when I was coming out of college. So, you know, that's another testament to how powerful God is. Like, this guy came back and ran faster. Okay, okay. But, um, yeah, so um, after I did the Pro Day 2017, man, you know, I just kind of sat back and tried to see what would be next, you know, if a team would call. And I had some, some great feedback from the scouts who were present at the Pro Day. But, Nevertheless, you know, I was kind of labeled a, a liability, a person, you know, who had been shot in the head and, and had a traumatic brain injury. Um, just based off how the game is going right now with all the head traumas and stuff, uh, it's probably within my best suit not to get back out there. Now, two years ago, you couldn't tell me that I'm not supposed to be back out there. But like I say, just the fact that I never got the call, um, I just, you know, I just left it at that, man, and say, you know what, I'll probably just go ahead and focus on taking my life in a new direction, which it hasn't been the easiest thing because I sit here and watch the games on Sunday, man, and I honestly get depressed because it's like, man, I know I'm still supposed to be out here uh, having fun with the game, but nevertheless, you know, sometimes I kind of do look at some of the hits and stuff that take place and say, man, hey, you probably – don't need to be back out there. But like I say, you know, I still got life in me and got a lot of positive things going. And I feel like, you know, whatever I insert myself into, I can be successful. You know, whatever it is, I just bring the same energy that I had to making myself the player that I was. And, um, you know, I would thrive. So I don't, I don't cry about it, man. I mean, of course, you know, it sucks and, and just, Stuff like uh, mental health, like sometimes, you know, I really battle with depression. Uh, anxiety is off the charts. Um, you know, and that's pretty much why I really dove into the CBD because once I was able to try it out, um, it, it's been doing wonders for me, and I'm able to be my best self every day just off me taking CBD in, in the morning and nighttime and, you know, just really uh, paying close attention to my health, and I'm, I'm all right. Well, we respect your grind, your effort to, to have the mental health, to have the strength to uh, be good to your, to, your, to your child and to your wife. And um, we know that a lot of people don't have the strength to come back with, from what you come, came back from. And you gave it your best shot to be back in the pros. As far as the talent is concerned, no one can deny it. Yeah. But you are not letting that completely ruin your life. You're letting it instead – uh, put your energy into other things and remain positive. Tell the people where they can find oh, yeah. your. Tell the people where they can find your positive energy gear. But you know what, right now, bro. Um, like if people just kind of hit me up directly you know, on any of my social medias, I could um, definitely you know get 
to close it up right now. I need to kind of, not kind of, I need to revamp the website and actually get it back up running. It's down right now, so it's been kind of slow. But I've been also just trying to really figure out uh, just new plans and, and new directions to go, you know, with Positive Energy. It's a brand that, to me, it, it makes uh, a ton of sense just because, like I say, man, just being a, a human being, you know, every, everything starts from the, the mind. And um, if you're not moving around with, you know, positive thoughts about whatever times that you may be facing, then, hey, you know, you may not, you may fold. Yep. So I, I just wanted to start a, start a brand. It, it was more so like a um, sports apparel brand at first, uh, athleisure. But I, 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 you know, look at it more so just like a lifestyle brand, you know, that focus, it focuses on fitness, personal goals, mental fortitude, and spiritual balance through a positive outlook and attitude. So, you know, like my, my logo is, uh, keep going. And, you know, I think about everybody as humans. I know that, um, adversity is going to hit everybody's life. Somehow, some way, man, adversity is going to come knocking on your door. And it comes in many different shapes, forms. You know, you know, you can be a person that, you know, you 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 lose a loved one. That's adversity. You know, that's something that you got to deal with and, and, and find a way to cope and, you know, just move forward. So, what what you know, what's better than having a positive mindset to say, hey, you know, okay, my whoever I just lost is now in a better place, and you know, I can just kind of keep going on with life and just honor that person who I may have lost. I mean, like yep. I say. Adversity gon' 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 knock on everybody's door, man. But how we respond to it, in my mind, is, is you know what makes you as a person. So I just want to yep. be that that living um, example of, you know, no matter what happens, you know, you got to really keep going in life, man, and just keep your mind positive. All right. Well, <laughs> speak speaking of changing gears, it's time for rapid fire. We've had everybody from Pat McAfee to Joe Manchin to President Gordon Gee, Bob Huggins himself. I answer these questions. It's your turn, Steady B. You ready for rapid fire? Well, Pat Weezy, Alec Manoa. Yeah, we have oh, Pat White, Noel Devine. Rapid fire. Quincy Wilson. I think ready. All right, here we go. <laughs> What's the best flavor of Pop Tart? Strawberry. Lion King or Toy Story? Oh, man. Uh, Lion King. Boom. Cool Ranch or Nacho Cheese Doritos? I'll take nacho cheese. Coke or Pepsi? Give me the Coke. What's the best? I mean, excuse me. Do you put ketchup on a hot dog? Absolutely. LeBron That's or Jordan? Way. LeBron or Jordan? Uh, I need LeBron. Best place to get fast food French fries? Checkers or Rallies. Uh, I know they got go by both checkers and or rides. That's what I like. Jennifer Lopez in her prime or Kim Kardashian in her prime? I'd take J-Lo a little little more out of the media for the wrong things that the the Kardashians get glorified about. (laughs) (laughs) You know about the Kardashian curse. He ain't trying to be with that. that. He up on that. Yeah, they got too much going on in life, man. Jennifer, to me, is a little more reserved than, you know. I mean, she's just Jenny from the block. She's, she's, 
Jenny from the block. Don't we, be fooled uh, by the rocks that she got. Yeah, you know? Jen, give me give me Jenny from the block, man. Uh, that, that's that's a thorough lady. I respect Jenny from the block. You know, she she keep it real. Yeah, you and everybody else. All right. Headline and Super Bowl. <laughs> all right. Finally, here's Jeremy's question. The question of all questions from Rabbit Fire. Be for real. We need honesty. Honesty. Do you pee in swimming pools? Swimming pools? No. Yep. I have before. I have before as a child, but I mean, I don't do too much swimming no more. I love all these people trying to justify my That's mom right. used to tell me it was okay, man, you know, because they clean it with chlorine and all that good stuff. So, yeah, I've whizzed in the pool before, but, I mean, of course, I know so much more now, and I don't think that's sanitary oh, exactly. at all. So I, I would you don't not. do it no more. You know, steady no B, more. I don't believe you, steady nah. B. <laughs> I don't believe you. Nah, I don't believe you. You are not getting out the pool, walking all the way to the bathroom to use the bathroom. I don't believe you. Well... That's if I'm in the pool, but I make sure, you know, I'm nice and, uh, you know, my bladder is empty before I get in the pool. <laughs> yeah. Because I know, you know, just kind of looking at water or hearing a shower, stuff like that may make you, you know, have to use the bathroom a little more. But now, I'll be I'm for an real. adult, man. I know how to hold my pee and, and stuff. So, you know. No, no, man, I'll be for real. You the goat. I'll it now. When we talk about receivers, you're one of the goats of Mountaineer football. You have golden hands. Mm-hmm. But you lying right now. <laughs> I don't believe you. I don't believe you. All right, Steady. We appreciate your time. <laughs> okay. Thank you guys for having me, man. I, I enjoy you guys. You guys got great energy, man. And, you know, like I said, just thanks for uh, giving me the opportunity to come on the show. And I'm sure a lot of Mountaineer Nation is listening. Shout out to those guys. Much love from Steady B. And once again, thank you guys for having me. Podcast Network.